Alex Philadelphia. It takes a lot to make him happy, and he is clearly pleased. She's up, she's moving nicely. She's got a hit. Yes! Sally Stable, 132.67, has won at least the medal. She's 0.24 up. You, you, On the ice with a The These Golden Games have their crowning moments. Welcome once again to Off the Podium, an Olympics podcast, continuing our interview series, speaking to a variety of different athletes in the lead-up to Pyeongchang 2018. We, of course, have heard from a variety of different sports. We've talked about moguls, we've talked about snowboard cross, aerial skiing. Today we're going to be talking about ski cross, very similar to snowboard cross, except they're on skis rather than a snowboard. I guess that's how you would really describe it. But uh, today's athlete we are focusing on is none other than Sammy Kennedy Sim, an Australian, competed at the Sochi Games in 2014 and is coming off the back of her most successful World Cup season to date. And another great chat here with Sammy talking about her recent successes during her World Cup season, as well as training methods and looking ahead to 2018 as she pushes towards her second Olympic Games. And and uh, great explanation she gives in terms of how you would describe the sport to your um, uninspiring Australian who doesn't know too much about it. Very similar to, of course, what Bill Brockhoff uh, used to describe uh, snowboard crossing our chat with her. And uh, you can tell I get a little bit excited when I find out her husband has a connection to Nordic Combine, the sport that uh, we're trying to sell as the next big thing here in Australia, like we did with modern pentathlon, until I kind of get shut down quite uh, promptly about my excitement. But uh, you'll hear a little bit about that in this interview. So uh, sit back and enjoy our chat with Australian Olympic ski cross skier, Sammy Kennedy Sim. Pleasure to continue our ongoing series here, speaking to Olympians in the lead-up to Pyeongchang in 2018. And our next guest on the show is an athlete in the sport of ski cross and is coming off a fairly successful season and looking forward to going towards her second Olympic Games next year. Please welcome to Off the Podium, Sammy Kennedy Sim. Sammy, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. It's a pleasure, and uh, back in Australia at the moment, and I was just sort of speaking to you off-air about a uh, bit of a busy day for you at the moment. We've caught you in, a f- in between a few different engagements, but it sounds actually like it's almost a, it's a good thing at the moment that it's kind of a spare moment in the lead-up to the Olympics and that this is when Australia is really starting to pay attention to Winter Olympians, which I just want to say, Sammy, I feel we need to do more than once every four years. So uh, just putting a call out there to Australia. Come on now. (laughs) No, absolutely. April's a really exciting time. 
um, in winter sports in Australia because all of our athletes and our really it's our, our big family in winter sports. We're a pretty tight knit community. We're all home, and especially coming into an Olympic year, uh, we all get together together and um, you know shake hands of, of our fellow teammates who have had good seasons or maybe pat the back on somebody who's had a tough one and kind of regroup and, and really get excited about the next nine months ahead of us and and while we all live these glamorous lives um you know there's a lot of hard work and for a lot of us that's sort of just kicking off now after a little bit of a break post the competition season so it's really nice to be back here in melbourne again preparing for my second olympics and i mean as i mentioned kind of a pretty successful season for you sammy uh some strong results including your very first uh podium finish i mean you must be back here in australia right now with a bit of a smile on your face uh given that you are leading into your second olympics the biggest smile on my face uh 80 80 world cups it took me to get a podium um wow. which is a daunting number but also uh, a really good sh- a good sign of the hard work that my team uh around me have been doing in order to support me and, and help me get to where i'm going which is obviously my second olympics in in korea in february um, it is a really exciting time and to have that first podium has sort of uh, ratified the, the work that we've been doing. And yeah, like I said, you know, getting getting things going into the Olympic season, having a good year, it, it, it definitely leaves a big smile on my face. Now, of course, as I said, it's kind of seems to be that Australians only seem to pay attention to these winter sports every four years, which again is a travesty. I'm a huge winter sports fan, Sammy, and I really wish it was more of a focus. But for somebody like yourself who's in a, a sport ski cross, how do you explain that to an Australian who thinks of that as like, what the hell is that sport? The way that I explain ski cross is that it's BMX on snow minus the bike. <laughs> um, we've had the beauty of, of BMX being introduced into the Summer Olympics in the, over the last few years and actually at the same time as ski cross um, and also snowboard cross. So we've got sort of three disciplines across winter and summer Olympics that are similar and they're great for the Australian audience because you don't have to have a clue about skiing. You never have had to have touched or seen snow before to understand what's happening if you were to turn your tv on and see a ski cross race or a snowboard cross on cross race on uh you know that the person that's in front is winning and um that's something that us as australians and with our sporting heritage we can relate to because there's nothing worse than feeling like you think someone's going well and then you read a score and and you don't understand why they didn't go as well as you thought so we're in a really unique situation in ski cross especially where um when you're in the front, you're in the front, and there's no questions about that. So, yeah, it's a bit of rough and tumble, maybe even rugby ball, uh, rugby without a rugby ball. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's something that's really easy to pick up on. All you need to do is watch one race, and you're hooked. And it's so entertaining, Sammy. This is just what I don't understand. Kind of how it's not a bigger thing here because you're right. It's kind of you see somebody in front. That's generally who's winning. But then you kind of have things where people can showboat, and it's happened in the Olympics before. I know when people kind of get a bit ahead of themselves, and they can fall over right before. I mean, there's just so much drama involved in this sport that it just intrigues me why we only seem to pay attention to it once every four years. Yeah, that's right. Well, hopefully um, with the lead up into these next Olympics um, coming ever so soon, you know, our first World Cups kick off at the beginning of December um, and we've got a full World Cup, really a full World Cup season going into the Olympic Games. So there's plenty of opportunity for people to 
you know, tune in and, and have a look at what ski cross is. Um, and hopefully we can get our sport out there so that there's some more interest and we get some more people involved over the years to come too. Now, uh, you've got a fantastic blog here, which I've been uh, checking out today, sammykennedysmith.com for those at home who wish to check it out. And I was just reading here in one of your posts about uh, sort of your season in review and you're mentioning here about how you implemented some changes into your race plan, your, your mental game, your strength and conditioning. What were kind of some of the key aspects here with this that really worked for you in this season, given that, as you said, after kind of 80-odd starts, you finally got that podium? Because, I mean, these clearly seem to work, these changes that you did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like like I did say in that blog post, um, we, we being my, my team of, of two coaches on snow plus strength and conditioning and, and also um, sports like have have kind of been addressing me as, and my personality traits and you know I kind of addressed to everybody that um, being mo- mediocre was something that I'm not comfortable with and in order to to make a change in the results that I'm getting we needed to change our approach you know if you do the same thing a hundred times and you expect a different result well that's the definition of insanity so <laughs> um we sh- we kind of shook up everything and, and a lot of the training that I'm doing at the moment whether it's in the gym or if it's with the sports like is and even particularly on snow it's all about making me uncomfortable and, and getting me used to being and and feeling okay with being uncomfortable um obviously in ski cross you are put in situations sometimes where it's uncomfortable you're very close to your competition you might land on them someone might land on you and you kind of have to work on your your reflexes and and go with your gut feeling and learning how to train those just that decision making under pressure is, is something that we've really put a focus on in the last year and it's something that I'm continuing to do at the moment. And between now and when that World Cup season starts again in December, is is there kind of a particular focus you'll be working on between then? I mean do you even get some time off, I guess as well, Sammy, in between all kind of this and the Olympics next year? No no rest for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not true. I, I had I had two easier weeks of just um, you know, going surfing and uh, hanging out with family and things when I first got home from the World Championships back in March. And I started training about three weeks ago with my strength and conditioning team here in Melbourne and also in Sydney. So, I mean, it's a long slog, but in saying that, um, like I said, the, the idea is, is to make me uncomfortable. So I'm changing my, my daily training environment all the time. We're working on the things that I'm the weakest at, which generally are the things that I don't enjoy doing. Um, so I'm having to get comfortable with the idea of not enjoying all my aspects of my training because obviously when you're in ski cross, it's really fun. There's this element of surprise and, and this uh, un- unexpected things can always happen. So it's, it's, a, it's a unique and ever-changing environment that, yeah, I've got to learn to make my, um, make my strengths rather than something that might hinder me. And I guess, too, it's uh, luck is a huge element in your sport, too, isn't it? Because, I mean, you could train, be the number one in the world and be the best, in, but on the day, you know, all it takes is, as you were saying before, somebody could land on you at the wrong point or you could just miss a jump or something along those lines. So, at the end of the day, you could train your ass off, but uh, just need a bit of luck in, uh, in Korea in 2018. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm hoping that I kind of got all those bad experiences out of the way in Sochi. I definitely <laughs> had a bit of a Murphy's Law um, experience in Russia four years ago uh, where anything that could go wrong kind of felt like it went wrong that day or even in that period. And, and I definitely have learned a lot from that. And um, I'm definitely looking to increase my chances of having luck and being able to use the luck to my favour. And that's by putting myself in, in a better position physically, mentally, um, and obviously technically in my skiing as well. So we ski a lot in Australia, we ski overseas, we ski in the rain, in the hail, in the sunshine, in the snow, um, so that when we get to that competition day, 
we've dealt with everything that we need to and that's you know you're kind of removing all of those external factors because you've dealt with it before and you're mentioning how close-knit sort of the australian uh, winter sports crew really are i mean there must be such a strong vibe amongst the, the team at the moment too given the success in all the variety of sports we've just come across uh through the winter season i mean how how is the vibe in that team heading into korea next year and really i guess pushing towards what looks like it could be our most successful winter olympics ever it's definitely uh, the the best vibe around here at the moment. Everyone, like I said, is coming back together after some time apart. I mean, obviously, I being ski cross, we travel on a separate tour to the Mogulists, to the aerialists and things who we're actually in, in the freestyle discipline with. So we actually don't see them a lot during the season. So it's really nice to come together and, and to share, um, for me, my most successful uh, race, race year with them and also enjoy the overall success that winter sports is having at the moment. And I think we're in a great position moving forward into Korea to, you know, continue the way that we're going. We're, we're obviously doing something right. <laughs> well, that's, that's what we're all uh, looking forward towards. And this is kind of a saying, you know, pay attention once every four years. But, you know, we've got to... I, I'm really pushing it out there, Sammy, that we need to do this more often. I mean, we've got one of our co-hosts on this show is Canadian. And, of course, for them, winter sports is just as, you know, strong as, say, summer sports are to us. So, to them, it's on every weekend. But this is where we're trying to sell it from an Australian perspective. It's kind of, this should be on. This should be on our TV all the time, like it is in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and like I said, you know, most of these events that we are dominating in, especially in the moguls and things, they're so great to watch. It's great to watch aerials. It's great to watch snowboard cross. You chuck ski cross, you chuck alpine and all the other disciplines in there. Um, There's something for every type of sports fan. And even those people that don't particularly, um, you know, hang on to sports find that they are tuning into things more because, you know, they might have liked gymnastics as a kid. And and there's obviously an aerial component in in a lot of the freestyle disciplines and skateboarding is a big thing in our mainstream community and the young communities of Australia. So snowboarding is obviously the go-to for them and, and there is actually something for everybody in winter sports. So it's, it is really exciting at the moment. The one that I, I really want to try and sell, we, we sold heavily during Rio last year, modern pentathlon, and look how that turned out. Chloe Esposito took the gold. It was fantastic. I've, I've taken up on um, you know my next challenge here, Sammy, is to sell Nordic Combined, which is a connection to yourself, of course, because uh, your husband, Ben, he's now taking up Nordic Combined, I believe. So no, maybe that's could... not true. It's not true? not true? Oh, no, <laughs> no I got excited uh, there. Ben. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry to sorry to crush, crush your dreams there. Um, yeah, my husband Ben uh, retired from cross country skiing after the Vancouver Olympics in 2010. Ah. Um, he had an opportunity to give Nordic Combined a go, which he did. Um, but he came into the sport a little late, unfortunately. But for him, it was a great tool to sort of experiment within another sport that's linked to cross country skiing, which obviously was his sport, which is the marathon running of of winter. Um, to me, that is the hardest sport. I, like the training that those guys have to do is brutal, and the racing is even tougher. So you know they're, they're definitely a different breed, those guys. But um, yeah, Nordic combined, I think we could be great at it in Australia. We've got cross country ski, uh, ski trails all over New South Wales and, and Victorian snow fields. Um, we just got to get some kids over to Norway to learn how to jump. I, th- I feel we still need to get Ben on the show at some point just to get a bit of a vibe of cross country as well as talking up this yeah. Nordic. How about, how about we hook that up after this interview and we see yeah, how we can go absolutely. with that? Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, absolutely. We'll, we'll chat. We will. Now, uh, Sammy, we like to sort of close off our interviews. We um sort of mentioning our, our co-host Colin from Canada, what he likes to do with his Canadian athletes. They had a questionnaire on the Canadian Olympic website in the lead up to Rio last year that kind of asked athletes a variety of different 
different questions to just get a bit of a different take on their thoughts heading into the Rio game. So we're going to change these up a little bit for our Australian athletes and mm-hmm. uh, get a bit of a vibe here. So it's called uh, My Name Is, and it says I Am Canadian. So obviously we're going to change that here to My Name Is Sammy Kennedy Sim and I Am Australian. We'll just start off with that to make sure that that. But it starts off with what is your favourite Olympic moment? Oh, that's a toughie. My, I mean, obviously for me as, as an athlete, or are you asking in my general you can realm. you can give me one as from yourself and perhaps maybe one of your favourite ones you remember growing up watching as a kid or as an adult. I mean, my all-time favourite Olympic moment, which sadly has nothing to do with sport, was being a, a mere um, young and, and watching Nikki Webster float through <laughs> the opening ceremony of uh, Sydney 2000 Olympics. I can't tell you how jealous I was of that girl. Oh, look, um, anything involving but- Nikki Webster needs to be mentioned more. I'm with you there. <laughs> Um, you know that really uh, that was the first Olympics that I got to go to and be a spectator and and really get a a grasp for for what I wanted to be which was um, an Olympian I wanted to represent my country at the highest level of my sport and I'm a sucker for track and field I was lucky enough um, at my work last year to be able to have uh, the broadcast of the Rio Olympics on TV whilst I was at work so I got to watch a lot of sport last year which is fantastic and um, I, my favourite thing about the Olympics is how inspiring the stories of all these people are you know people have gone through so much adversity and, and have come from near and far to be able to achieve whatever it is that they're trying to achieve and, and I love the way that the Olympics brings everybody together like that it's such a great um, celebration of great people and obviously really entertaining sport really gives you that true appreciation of of, of how much of an impact on the community an athlete can have. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I sort of really hold close to my heart and that's something that I try to do. Um, I feel it's my responsibility as an Olympic athlete in Australia is to give back and um, I, I love spending time in my communities through um, surf life saving. I do a little bit um, from when I was a nipper back in the day all the way up to the winter sports community in, in Australia and, and rubbing noses with the kids, it's, it's awesome. Fantastic. It's what we like to hear. And, and let's be honest too, ever since Nikki Webster in Sydney 2000, every opening ceremony has tried to copy that. I swear there's always a little kid going through a journey, uh, but it's not the same as Nikki. Uh, uh, Nikki holds the bar high, so, you know. Yeah, Nikki Webster had it going on in 2000, that's for sure. Absolutely. We'll see what happens in Korea next year, you know, who's, who their that's version right. of Nikki Webster will be. Um, if you could choose any Olympic host city, uh, where would it be? For winter, it would be Innsbruck, Austria. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wanted to go. I would have would love to have competed um, in in Central Europe, really, at an Olympic Games. I mean, that's where we spend most of our competition season. So it's sort of like a home away from home for me. And they eat, live, eat, live, breathe winter sports over there. So I think that would be just the most amazing experience. Um, and for summer, I'm pretty keen to head on over to Tokyo and see if I can lend a hand because I think that'll be an Olympics for the record books too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's going to look very, very good over there. Uh, what do you like to do most in your spare time, Sammy? Um, I've re- recently picked up stand-up paddleboarding and I'm currently taking it from flat water to the surf, which is pretty entertaining for everyone else, maybe even a little terrifying. Um, but <laughs> it's definitely a really fun way for me to get some much-needed vitamin D when I'm missing out on a, on the summer all the time. Yes. Um, and other than that, it's really spending time with my family. That's the biggest thing. I am away sort of six to eight months of the year, so that 
that family connection when I'm at home is really important to me. About to be an Olympic sport too, stand up paddleboard. So you've always got another future <laughs> career there uh, after the ski cross ends. So um, yeah, I think I'm. At, I, I don't know if I'm at that level. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the weirdest instruction a coach has ever given you? Oh, I don't think it's suitable for. <laughs> <laughs> to say out loud, we're we're, we're, we're um, an open a, show here, Sammy. A, you can share. <laughs> I think I think the weirdest the weirdest was probably when I was um, beginning my training as as an elite athlete, taking the next level from being a development athlete and taking that step up and learning um, the proper lifting techniques in the gym when I was doing Olympic weightlifting and learning how to use my pelvis like Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> pelvis like Elvis. <laughs> That works. Yep. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, what is your? Speaking of this, I mean, this might be your answer for this one. What is your favourite workout? Is it using your pelvis like Elvis? <laughs> <laughs> um, my, I love Olympic lifting. I know that sounds really tacky, but um, it's something that I see results in really quickly with my physique. So obviously that makes me feel good when I'm working on something, and and I see the results really quickly. So for me, I find that really rewarding. Um, but I do love, you know. Being, being sprung on at training and, and not knowing. Um, that's like kind of what I'm going through at the moment. I kind of rock up to training knowing, knowing that there's going to be some kind of endurance session and I don't know whether that'll be on a bike, on a hill, running, or if that'll be using weights in the gym. So um, I, I'm actually loving the surprise workouts at the moment. To me, to me, lifting about 10 kilos is Olympic lifting, but, I mean, I guess that's because I'm not an Olympian. So uh, that's, that's I'm why. I'm not an Olympic weight, level weightlifter, but um, I'm giving it a nudge. <laughs> if you could have lunch with any one person, who would it be? If I could have lunch with any one person, mm. I think I would have lunch with Usain Bolt. I recently ah. watched his uh, documentary um, that was filmed over the Beijing period and um, res- a lot of what he was going through resonated with me and I think he'd be fascinating to talk to and I think it'd be quite a laugh too. <laughs> I think, yeah, you would be you would be definitely having some fun times there as well. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a good one. Now, there's a, there's a few here, but I just want to – one I'm going to close out with here because there's, I think, a bit too many to get through. The last one, I just – I'm always intrigued from an Australian perspective to find out who people grow up supporting in terms of different sports. And particularly, you know, we're all from different states, so, of course, you know, we follow different sports. But as a, as a kid, Sammy, who was your favourite sports team? Um, I was a North Melbourne Kangaroos AFL supporter ah, okay. uh, the years that I grew up in Melbourne. Um, but in saying that, I'm a solid Manly Seagulls Rugby League fan now. And my favourite probably sports person to follow when I was a kid was Sam Riley. Um, ah, yes. Purely because when I was that age, she was doing quite well and she had the same name as me. <laughs> I think that was probably <laughs> the motivator. Um, yeah, really lucky growing up on on the northern beaches. Um, you know, in the later later years of my childhood, being being exposed to such a vast array of different athletes. So um, it was really cool. You know, having like Elka Graham and things come to school as well. Um, that sort of stuff really resonates still with me, and and I think it's really important. And I look forward to doing more of that myself. And you got Zali Stegel from the Manly area as well, of course, one of yeah, our greatest right. skiers. That's right. So. You know, there you go. Wow. We've, we've learned a lot here, Sammy. This has been a lot of fun, and uh, we appreciate your time. And best of luck for Pyeongchang as well next year. We're going to keep an eye on it, and for sure, we'll get Ben on. We'll, we'll chat all cross-country and Nordic combined and everything else in between. But oh, good awesome. luck with everything. Yeah, he's, he's the one to ask about that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me.
a lot of fun there to chat with Sammy. And uh, as you said in that chat, we wish her all the best of luck moving forward. And uh, check her out on SammyKennedySim.com. She's got a great blog there and lots of uh, great little social media posts there about her skiing and everything else in between there as well. And um, just fantastic time to chat. And once again, we uh, thank everybody at the Australian Olympic Winter Institute for hooking these interviews up. Very last minute too, I will say. Belinda Noon, a new star. Thank you so much. And we'll obviously have a few more hopefully coming in the coming days as well. If you want to hear all of these, you can subscribe to us via iTunes and Stitcher. Just search for Off the Podium. And remember to rate us and leave us feedback. And maybe send us a message. You can do that on Facebook. And maybe tell us, you know, is there any particular athlete you would like us to track down and find out? because uh, we definitely love to uh, to track down some athletes if you are specifically after anybody that you maybe want to hear from. But between myself and Colin, Jared perhaps too, if he wants to chat to anyone, we're going to keep bringing you these chats. We've still got a good 10 or so months uh, between now and the uh, Winter Olympics, but that's a lot of time to cover and a lot of time to chat to a lot of people. So in the meantime, we hope you enjoy it. Thank you for your time on the show today, and we will speak to you very soon again here on Off the Podium. Whoop, 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 whoop